welcome, welcome once again. What is up, my fellow IDP enthusiasts? I am Mike Wollert, and this is the Miked Up IDP podcast, where it is all about the IDP. We're talking individual defensive players. No diva quarterbacks, no diva wide receivers. The running backs don't matter. It is all about the defensive tackles, the edge rushers, big hitting linebackers, and the ball hawking defensive backs. Welcome to episode eight, and we are moving on and continuing on with our divisional breakdowns. Next up, we are staying in the West, but moving out to the AFC. That's it, the AFC West. Lots of movement here over the last several months, and there has been uh, quite a bit of an impact on the IDP landscape, so let's get to it. First up, we are talking the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers might have a bit of a makeover uh, with their defensive schemes this season. Um, Derwin James will be back in tow um, after missing most of last season due to an injury. Uh, The defense as a whole could shift to some more man coverage. They certainly have the secondary to do it uh, with Casey Hayward, Michael Davis, Desmond King, and the newly added Chris Harris. So I think you might just see some two safety looks and some more coverage. I think the philosophy, though, is going to be pretty simple. Uh, pressure the quarterback and take the ball away. Uh, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are uh, a top pass rushing duo, um, and I'm hoping the addition of Linval Joseph will certainly uh, help them up the middle. Uh, Jerry Tillery needs to take a huge leap, um, and we're talking Keanu Neal jumping the building in the Matrix deep, uh, but let's hope for a better result um, than him falling flat on his face. Uh, It's projected that Justin Jones could get the nod at defensive tackle uh, interior ahead of Tillery, so that's going to be a position battle to watch for sure. Uh, Ingram is going to maintain his uh, his Leo role, which is that edge on the weak side, while Bosa is going to remain on that left side. He's going to be that strong side edge rusher. Uh, The linebacker group received an upgrade, especially at the draft with Kenneth Murray, uh, and he looks like he's going to fit right in on the on the weak side, on the right side of the defense over Melvin Ingram. Uh, but I think his alignment is kind of going to change on uh, different packages. So um, I think uh, Murray's going to kind of be used all over the place. Uh, but in the middle, that's certainly going to be a question mark. Um, Denzel Perriman is certainly going to be in the in consideration for the middle. Um, he plays physical, but. As you know, when you play physical, it leads to injury. Uh, but I think Drew Tranquil is also going to be in play, and I think he may take a hold here. Uh, Kazir White looks like he's going to be playing the role of the Simpsons bus driver, the Otto role, uh, as Gus Bradley likes to call his Sam backers. Uh, but he's going to be an afterthought. Um, he's probably just going to be he's probably going to be coming off the field in sub packages. So uh, I don't see him having too much of an impact. Um, Derwin James, that's it. That's the that's like they say in Twitter. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> Not sure more of, uh, analysis is needed with Derwin, Derwin James. I mean, he's already one of the top safeties. He's going to reprise his role in the box. Uh, Desmond King is going to be intriguing in this defense um, as he is actually the favorite uh, to be kind of that dime nickel linebacker replacing Adrian Phillips. Now, he is the subject of some trade rumors, so uh, there's some rumors swirling that they could be uh, that he could be going off to Minnesota. So definitely keep that in mind. Get definitely keep that in mind. 
keep an eye on that. Uh, but he is looking to be the role of, but you know, like I said, he's in, he's in line to be kind of that dime linebacker. Uh, Casey Hayward and Michael Davis look to be the, the starters uh, as the outside cornerbacks. In terms of targets, um, of course, on the defensive line, it begins and ends with Joey Bosa. Uh, last season, he finished among the top five defensive linemen as the fourth overall defensive lineman, uh, produced 0.19 points per snap, had a really nice uh, 8% tackle rate, always applies consistent pressure. He is a beast. Uh, last season, a 14.7% pressure rate. No sacks came unblocked. He always was, he, he, his motor never stopped. So, um, you know, he's, he's a tier one. He's in my top tier at the defensive line position. So uh, pretty simple there. Uh, Melvin Ingram, um, I think he's going to have some late value. He's being drafted as the 25th defensive lineman off the board. He is a bit of a more boomer bust player. Uh, half of his production in 2019 came in a three-game stretch still i think you can count on him as your second defensive lineman your weekly defensive lineman your second guy on most formats produced a pressure rate of 12.5 percent so that still is getting pressure um and i don't mind linval joseph and dt defensive tackle required league defensive tackle required leagues good source of tackles is their three tech um i'm not expecting too many sacks though uh, Kenneth Murray will be in the discussion as a weekly starter uh, if he earns a three-down role. Um, I complete could see him playing kind of that uh, that weak side, the right side, uh, in between gaps as well. Uh, I don't anticipate a slow learning curve this season. Um, but the real wild card, of course, is, is Gus Bradley's rotations. But I think he's got the guy he wants to keep on the field. So um, in terms of, of linebackers, I do see Murray staying on the field. Um in redraft leagues, though, he's being taken ahead of known commodities like Demario Davis, Levante David, and Eric Kendricks. Um, if you could pair him with a few of those guys, that's certainly ideal. But um, I don't know if I could trust him um, as my first linebacker taken. But like I said, if you can pair him with those guys, uh, certainly that's probably the, your your best uh, your best bet. Uh, Denzel Perriman could start in the middle uh, for whatever reason, um, probably because Perriman has uh, incriminating photos of the entire Charger front office, possibly. Um, the Chargers certainly like his physical play, um, but that's what keeps him off the field. Uh, for upside, I'm taking my chance on Drew Tranquil. Strong finish to the 2019 season. Double-digit fantasy points in four of his last five games, uh, produced 32 tackles, and I had to pretty much do a quadruple take. Uh, he produced a 20% tackle rate um, last season. That is obviously unsustainable, but if he earns a three-down roll, um, and even if he produces a 13 to 14% tackle rate with a three-down roll, roll uh, he's got 120 tackle potential this season. Uh, Derwin James is my DB4, um, so he's certainly in that top tier. Uh, last season, 0.19 points per snap, and will resume the box safety. Uh, so he's you know top choice at the defensive back position. Um, I do like Desmond King, Chris Harris, and Casey Hayward in cornerback required. I think King is going to be a sleeper if he earns that, that dime backer role. Next up, 
We are going to the Mile High City in Denver uh, to talk the Denver Broncos. Uh, Vic Fangio is going to continue to run a 3-4 base, uh, but he's going to use different fronts uh, with more 11 personnel on offense, which means one running back, one tight end, three receivers. I think their base is going to continue to be a a 2-4 front with two down linemen and four linebackers, which is going to be two inside linebackers and the two edge rushers. Uh, The defensive line certainly has been a question mark, uh, not necessarily on the edge, just the interior line itself. Uh, Derek Wolf is off to Baltimore, um, and Denver was, um, but Denver was able to steal, and I do mean steal Jarrell Casey from the Titans. I mean, straight up swiped him like Big Lebowski convinced Brant that the old man said he could have any rug in the house. I mean, that's just a straight up steal. Uh, Draymond Jones, I think, showed potential near the end of 2019, so he's got some pretty sneaky quickness on the interior. Um, the linebackers are, are, I mean, I guess you could say they're boring, but, you know, it's fine. They do their job. Uh, last season, Josie Jewell got the initial nod opposite Todd Davis, but it was actually A.J. Johnson who really emerged. So Davis and Johnson, Davis and Johnson should be the three down linebackers, and Bradley Chubb and Von Miller bookending them on the edge. Uh, Broncos traded for A.J. Bouye, so that'll help the secondary, but losing nickel corner Chris Harris is going to hurt. Uh, the starter opposite Bouye could be Devondre Bosby, but there's definitely going to be uh, some competition for that gig. Um, Justin Simmons is going to continue to be Fangio's multifaceted safety, splitting snaps um, in the box and at free safety. In terms of targets, um, Bradley Chubb post-injury has definitely been a discount. Uh, He'll have that edge designation in ESPN and flea flicker uh, in MFL. Uh, If you can, change him to a defensive end. Uh, There is definite tier two upside at the edge with with Chubb. Uh, Take advantage of your league mates because if they look at points or points per game averages from last season, uh, he's not going to appear. Uh, Before the injury, he was recording 0.24 points per snap, and his best game came in week four. Uh, the week he got injured um, is positive regression coming for Vaughn um, I think so um, I think the return of Chubb could help uh, should help him um, although he missed on double digit sacks he still generated a pretty insane 16.3% pressure rate so the question really is is he losing a step uh, he finished 2019 with sacks in four of his last seven so um, I still think until those wheels really fall off I still think you can trust him in terms of linebackers Todd Davis tackle machine um, I don't see him being displaced this season uh, this is his final year in Denver uh, 136 tackles last season despite missing two games really solid 15.2 percent tackle rate he's been efficient with his snaps ever since he's been a, a starter and a and a Pretty much in every down player doesn't contribute much in big plays but he's definitely a tackle machine and he's still disrespected worse than rodney dangerfield he's the 32nd linebacker off the board this season uh aj or alexander johnson should bookend uh todd davis is the other inside linebacker um last season 12.7 percent tackle rate and just missed the 100 tackle mark so um i think you can again target him as an lb3 lb4 because he could be had for free he's the 47th linebacker off the board so you're getting a potential weekly starter essentially for free uh just keep an eye on justin sternad he should be on your radar he's probably going to be a special teamer for denver uh but i think the outlook next season is certainly bright for him uh, Justin Simmons 
Certainly Vic Fangio puts him in a role uh, that allows for IDP production. I mean, he had a virtual 50-50 split at free and strong safety last season. Really solid play on ball rate of 40% last season and 0.18 points per snap uh, over the last couple of seasons, 190 tackles, and a 35% play on ball rate. So he's making big plays with interceptions and defended passes. A.J. Bouye is going to be fine in CB required, so you could probably target him as your probably your second or third. Um, but Bosby, I think coming off of a neck injury, if he gets that starting role, uh, I think opposing quarterbacks could target him just to see how rusty he is. So... Uh, those are the Denver Bronco targets. Uh, next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are trying to mimic their offense in that they're going to go quick. And like Lightning McQueen, they're going to focus on speed. Uh, Willie Gay and Legereus Sneed were two of the quickest defenders in the draft. Uh, I think Willie Gay had the fastest 40 time among the linebackers um, at the combine this, this, past, this past combine. Um, Chris Jones is going to play under the franchise tag, so I don't foresee him not, you know, I don't foresee him holding out or anything. He's going to play. Um, Alex Okafor is probably going to line up opposite uh, on the, as a hand in dirt defensive end. Uh, and also in free agency, the Chiefs took a shot on Taco Charleston, who really flamed out in Dallas. Um, Anthony Hitchens should remain in the middle, but. You know, he's meh anyway. Uh, Reggie Ragland is gone, and Steve Spagnuolo envisions Willie Gay taking his his role. Uh, Ragland vacates about 230 snaps, uh, but Gay, I think, should be on passing situations most of the time because of his coverage skills. So I see Gay being on the field far more than Reggie Ragland, and he's a far more uh, talented linebacker. Um, the Chiefs' defense was actually good when they ran dimes, so I think you could see KC running out six DBs. So we could see three safety sets. So that could see mean meaningful snaps for Juan Thornhill, uh, certainly Teren Matthew and Daniel Sorensen. So they could all be on the field at the same time. Um, in terms of my targets for the Chiefs. Um, Chris Jones with no long-term contract worked out. I think he's still going. Like I said, he's still going to be in play. Uh, he's one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Um, he's playing for a contract. He's a continues to be a menace to opposing quarterbacks. Um, and in most tackle-heavy type leagues, he's averaging right around 0. .17 points per snap. Um, so you know he's getting a, a nice round um, mix of, of uh, plays. So he's he's producing. With Frank Clark, I think he's being undervalued slightly. Uh, he had sacks in three of the last four games, generated a, a double-digit pressure rate. Uh, he did deal with some injuries in 2019, and he's looking uh, to be 100% heading into 2020. Uh, both Clark and Jones are being drafted among the top 20 defensive linemen. So, um, you know, Jones, even though he's a defensive tackle, he still produces very well um, in defensive line general league. So uh, he's not just a target for defensive tackle required. Um, in terms of linebacker, I'm just targeting Willie Gay um, and taking a chance on him. I think you can tell when he's on the field, he can play. He's quick uh, when he wants. I think he like. You know, he can be the best player on the field. Um, off the field issues caused him to drop in the draft, but he is in a nice, uh, a very good situation, good veteran presence, good veteran coach with Andy Reid, and I think he's going to be mentored uh, by a lot of really good guys. Uh, I'm good with Honey Badger in terms of the defensive back. I'm good with Honey Badger. Teren Matthew is my DB2. 
Um, he is being drafted as the 13th DB off the board. Uh, well-rounded producer, contributing tackles and big plays. Um, I might take guys like Keanu Neal, Jordan Poyer, maybe even Taylor Rapp ahead of him. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'd roll with him as my DB1, but if I could pair Turan with guys like Rapp, Poyer, and even Keanu Neal, that would be that would certainly be an ideal situation. Uh, Juan Thornhill, I think, is just going to be a probably late round flyer uh, in deeper leagues. So, um, so those are the targets for Kansas City. Last up, uh, not the Oakland Raiders, but the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Paul Gunther continues to be the defensive coordinator, and the unit took some strides uh, and really moved forward on 2019 with some unsuspecting names. Uh, and there's some certainly some new faces in tow for the 2020 season. Uh, the defensive line certainly became a strength uh, with the emerging Max Crosby. Uh, they need second-year rusher Clellan Farrell to develop quick. Uh, he put on some weight, so he's certainly not as stringy as he as he was. So, um, but yeah, the Raiders really need him to to step up in in his second year. Uh, and Maurice Hurst really also needs to be the guy the Raiders thought they were getting from Michigan. Uh, Carl Nassim, uh, I think, is going to be part of the edge rotation. Could spell Crosby or Farrell uh, in certain packages and situations. Uh, there's certainly depth on the interior. Uh, and the team is better, so you know guys like Maurice Hurst can't rest on their laurels anymore. There's talent on this team. The big additions were at linebacker, as they added both Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski. Uh, Kwiatkowski appears set to man the middle, uh, call the plays, and Littleton is going to anchor alongside uh, different alignments. So um, even though Littleton might be on the outside and Kwiatkowski might be in the middle, um, like I said, I think they're going to just kind of move around uh, and, and be in different alignments. Jonathan Abram. Lost. Uh, he had a lost season, basically redshirted uh, after suffering a shoulder injury in Week One. Uh, but he played the played the entire game through. So, dude's tough. Can't uh, can't take that away from him. Just needs to become a little bit more. Fu- needs to become a more fundamental tackler, um, and just not be a heat-seeking missile, or he's going to end up being another Bob Sanders. Um, although his role is up in the air, and with the loss of Carl Joseph, I could see. Still, Abrams setting in as their strong safety, but he's going to be used all over just because that's what Gunther likes to do uh, with his safeties and his defense. So um, in terms of my targets, um, I've got a bit of a hot take incoming Uh, in terms of redraft for the 2020. I'm off of Max Crosby. Just off. Uh, Why? Well, one picture Admiral Mahdi in Star Wars just telling people, don't try to frighten me with your sorceress ways on Crosby. And everyone else is Darth Vader telling me that they find my lack of faith disturbing. And I'm not even going to try to really mimic Darth Vader. So so basically, like Jerry Seinfeld returning his jacket out of spite because he didn't like the salesman who sold it to him. Uh, yeah, I'm off of, of Mason, or I'm off of Max Crosby in 2020 out of spite. Now, I'm not telling you to do the same thing, but that's just me. I am I'm fading Max Crosby this season. Uh, 2019. 40% of his sack production came against the Bengals, where he took advantage of two really crappy tackles in Bobby Hart and John Jerry. Overall, he generated a pressure rate of just over 9% at 9.3%, so didn't hit double digits. Um, 
tackle numbers are fine. They're okay. Um, and he's being he's currently being taken as the 15th defensive lineman off the board. So depending on how long you wait, you know, he's kind of being drafted as your first defensive lineman. Um, just looking at some of that ADP, he's currently going ahead of guys like Cameron Jordan, Frank Clark, J.J. Watt, Demarcus Lawrence, Carlos Dunlop, uh, Melvin Ingram, and even Calais Campbell. You know what? I'm even going to take my chances on Montez Sweat or Efidi Inigbo or even Marcus Davenport. Uh, maybe ahead of Max Crosby. So so channeling my inner Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, because of those reasons, I'm out on 2020 redraft. I'm out on Max Crosby. Dynasty startup, you know, you can certainly, uh, you know, you can certainly play around and, and take him early, but redraft, I am off of Max Crosby. Uh, in terms of the linebackers, uh, this might be one of the few duos that I don't mind having on the same team. So I would not mind having both Kwiatkowski and Littleton uh, on my team this year. I mean, they're both going to be productive. Uh, Littleton is a tackle machine. He can do a lot of different things. And same thing with Kwiatkowski. When he was given the chance to start, he was really efficient with his snaps, had a really solid tackle rate, and he produced. So Obviously, Kwiatkowski is going to be the better value. He's the 45th linebacker off the board, so you're essentially getting a a weekly linebacker one for free. Uh, Corey Littleton is still a top 10 linebacker, and he's being drafted as such. Uh, He certainly hasn't played alongside a linebacker like Kwiatkowski, but he did have Rapp near him last season and still managed to produce pretty elite numbers. So, um, But yeah, I think uh, both Kwiatkowski and Littleton you can have on the same team. In terms of the DBs, uh, Lamarcus Joyner, you know, I, I he's going to probably play some slot. So he'll he'll if he has CB, uh, I think he's moving from safety to to nickel. So I think he could have CB designation. Uh, but I do like Jonathan Abram coming off of a shoulder injury. But apparently, I'm not the only one. He's being drafted as the 12th DB off the board, so that's that's pretty high. So that's that's getting a lot of praise uh, for coming off the injury. So uh, those are the targets for the. Las Vegas Raiders, and that is a look at the AFC West, uh, at the defenses and the targets. So once again, that wraps up episode eight and the AFC West. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Wollert. Feel free to drop me an email with any questions at Mike up pod at gmail.com always up for discussion on twitter or by email you can also find my work at four for four.com where we are still continuing to have our uh, early bird specials um we have a 35 dollars credit to ffpc leagues and you can still be entered into uh, a drawing to win a lamar jackson jersey so that is still going on um also good content as always being produced um every day really good stuff going on um right now george criticos has an article pinpointing fantasy football sleepers and avoiding traps um if you like kickers and really who doesn't uh cd carker cd carter three kickers to draft in the final round uh, and then we also have a lot of solid round tables and fantasy debates. A um, couple that are up right now, Kenny Galladay versus Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin versus Mike Evans. So those are some pretty good, that's some pretty good stuff right there. And as always, I am Mike Woolert. This is the 
Miked Up IDP Podcast. You stay classy, IDP Nation. We'll see ya. This has been a production of the Big Three Network. Network.